another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. Domesticating Zod. She will try to control you. That's going to be the topic on this episode of the podcast. So what is domesticating Zod? What exactly does that mean? Well, you recall Zod, General Zod, character from uh, the Batman movies. If you saw the most recent one, I think it was 2016 with Henry Cavill. Um, General Zod in that movie, we did a podcast where we talked about General Zod. It was on purpose. And within that movie, uh, when you watch it, you know General Zod <laughs> has a singular purpose and he does not, nothing will move him from that direction and purpose. His purpose was to protect Krypton. Everything he did, all his training, his actions was aligned to support that purpose and mission in his life. And literally nothing would stop him except his own death. So he, when you talk about uh, somebody having an elevated sense and a singular purpose and mission. There is nobody I've seen who has a greater sense of mission and purpose than Zod. So what does it mean to domesticate Zod then? Well, it means just that, to, to domesticate him, tame him, control him, take his wildness and, and curtail it. And guess what? In relationships... Well, both men and women will try to control their partner in many ways. Um, incorrectly, it's the wrong way to do it. The way you want to do it is focus controlling yourself, of course. But in relationships, your female partner, girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever it is, at some point in time is going to try to control you. And so what we're going to do here on this episode of the podcast is dig into that. The reasons why do they do it? What are, What is the motivations behind it? How do they do it? How common is it? So first what we're going to do is we're going to get into the research on this. So we understand what's going on, why they're doing it, how common it is, um, and, and what are some factors that make it more uh, intense. Then what we're going to do is go through some examples of tactics. I get to call it the, the, the witch's brew, the bag of tricks that women have. Most of them are very, they tend to be more indirect and subtle and cunning. Uh, women tend to be more cunning than men naturally. Um, so we're going to get into the different methods they use so we can understand the bag of tricks that they have that they bring to the table to control you. Um, and then finally, what we're going to do is how do we handle this? We want to have our purpose and our mission in life because ultimately, without that, a woman's not going to be attracted to you. That's one of the things that attracts a woman to a man in the first place. We're going to talk about that a little bit. So how do you handle it? Um, so you, you can, what we ultimately want is, is equilibrium. So that power is roughly equal within the relationship. It's, it's two people have an equal interest in each other. They share, they express. That way you don't have this back and forth, you know, fight for power, right? All right, so we'll talk about that, how we handle it. All right, so let's get into the research. Now, before we kind of dive into it, there's a paradox that exists. And the paradox is this. Um, women are attracted to status. 
If you go back to the research on tribes and hunter-gatherer societies which have existed for hundreds and hundreds of millions, thousands of years, millions of years, in those small groups, those clans, those hunter-gatherer tribes, rank had a lot to do with rewards. So the higher your social rank within the group, the more rewards you would have. And so if I'm a higher ranking male, I'm the best hunter, for example. Um, if a woman wants to mate with me, have children, um, she will get greater care, greater share of food, more rewards. So it's, 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 she's motivated by that because it's more likely that she'll be taken care of. By the way, um, at some point in time, these, these, these clans and groups moved more into kind of prestige competition, right? So showing off and competitive acts and things like that. So high prestige, high rank, right? Um, and anyways, a woman would be motivated to be attracted to the higher ranking mission. The guys that's out hunting the big dangerous meat. That's what, that's what higher ranking men would do. They would hunt big, dangerous animals to show off. They'd bring more meat, it was dangerous. It brought more acclaim, more prestige to do that. So, through hundreds of thousands of years, millions of years, through evolutionary forces, um, women have developed instinctual um, behaviors that attract them to higher status men. Look, even in the flirting game, if you look at flirting, if a man behaves in mannerisms and body language that's, that connote high status, he takes up space, he speaks with his hands, he gesticulates, he uses eye contact, he has you know, direct body language. It signals to a woman he's more higher status. And she doesn't have to think about it. It's instinctual. So if a woman is out and she's out in a social gathering and a guy is behaving like that, it's gonna be attractive to her. So all the different things that signal to a woman a man is high status drive attraction. Now there are other factors, so that's not the only one. It's a more holistic than that. <clears throat> and not only that, some women will choose down, not the highest status men, because they're, they're safer. They're less likely to cheat or leave, right? So you have different factors at play. The conundrum, if you will, the double bind of this situation is if a woman is attracted to your status, why at some point then would she try to domesticate you and kind of blunt your status, right? That doesn't make sense, but that's what happens. And so ultimately, if you let them tame you, domesticate you, domesticate Zod, what happens is if you allow that, and we talked about how that can happen on the Creating the Monster podcast. You appease them. You do too much for them. You don't uphold the obligations that they should have. What happens is her attraction for you as she controls you is destroyed. So although they will all try to control you, it is a natural thing. I call it like the mini Game of Thrones. Every relationship is a mini Game of Thrones or a like the House of the Dragon and the Dance of the Dragons, a little battle that goes back and forth between two people vying for power. And hopefully over time, if you're skilled in, in, in handling it, you, you will reach an equilibrium between two people where power is roughly shared and equal in different 
different domains of power within the relationship. But two people arrive at a truce. And that's where you ultimately want to be at, because when you have imbalances of power, you have one person trying to get more power, and it's an ever-ending battle. All right? It's the Game of Thrones, the Dance of the Dragons. So you cannot let your partner domesticate you. Granted, when you enter into a relationship, and it's more serious, and marriage, and kids, you're going to have to arrive at a better balance in terms of how you spend your time. Like if I'm going out with my friends all the time, I'm going to have to curtail that. That's part, of, that's part of the sacrifice that I have to make to be in a relationship. So you have to be aware of that and know that going in. All right, so that is the, the double bind uh, that exists, the conundrum, the catch-22. Women are attracted to high status, but they will try to bring it down and, and mute it once the relationship gets more serious. And they're not thinking about it like that. We're going to talk about what happens. So let's get into the research. What does it tell us? about um, how females behave and, and what's going on here. Well, first of all, humans are motivated to control situations and manipulate their environment. That's from Berger in 92. When perceived levels of control drop below a desired level of control, a person then acts to increase their control over the situation, typically by controlling others. More from Berger in uh, 92. This attempt to gain control is an attempt to reduce anxiety and stress. All right. So as you're in a relationship, as your partner starts to feel these things, what are they going to do? Try to re-exert control and power. Um, a bunch of research from Jan Stetz, 93. And what it says is interesting. Women are more likely than men to act to control their partners regardless of the stage of the relationship. And that, a lot of people think men are more controlling than women, but this research here says, no, it's women. Now, a couple, couple key points. The controlling mechanisms that women are gonna use are more subtle, more nuanced, more indirect. They're less aggressive, they're less overt. Men typically try to control in more direct ways. You know, or you're going out with your friends, not, not, not tonight. That's just a little heavy-handed, but that can happen. Um, and they can express their, a man can express their displeasure. They try to control overtly and directly. Uh, so it's more visible, right? It's more visible and it's more easily seen. So the perception is that men are more controlling, but this research here says differently. Now, women have more power in the private sphere of relationships as they control love. Given their greater control over love, when their control is threatened, they will feel a greater loss and thus they have more to lose. So they take measures to control you. Um, think about it like this. A woman's on a biological clock with having kids and, and you know, her beauty and image and so forth. And so... They don't want to enter into a relationship if it's going to waste their time because they can't go back in time and get younger if they want to have kids, right? There's, there's, a, there's a time clock that happens. So once they move into a more serious relationship, their overtures and their need to act and control the relationship so they feel more secure increases. And so then they try to domesticate you. That's where it all comes from. 
Um, so those are the reasons why um, women try to control men. Interestingly enough, some other research here from Hill Rubin in 76, men fall in love more easily than women. More relationships are ended by women. Ending relationships is more traumatic for men. Uh, I think two-thirds of all divorces are initiated by women. Women fall out of love easier. They're less commitment-driven. Men tend to be more commitment-driven um, beings and creatures. Thus, women end more relationships. They're more fickle when it comes to love. And if they don't feel in love, they're more likely to end it. So... Interestingly enough, women try to control their partners in subtle, indirect ways many times, but more so than men, according to this research. All right? A couple other key points. As the relationship goes from casual to serious to engaged to married, what happens is when it goes from casual to serious is the biggest jump in, in the woman trying to exert control. She, it increases substantially when it goes from casual to serious. Uh, when it moves from serious to engaged and to, to married, it tends to be flat with, not, with non-negligible uh, differences. Um, but when it goes from casual to serious, that's the biggest jump in women's controlling behaviors. Obviously, there's more at stake. They're more serious. Now, that's... In general, so any one woman, you can take a, a spectrum left and right. Let's just say 80% of the, the, the women fall in the middle in terms of their controlling behavior. On the left hand, they're far less controlling. On the right hand, they're extreme. They want to control everything, right? So more insecure women will try to do what? They will act out and try to control you more because they're insecure. More secure women on the left-hand side of the spectrum, more healthy, um, securely attached women will exert less control and, and try to control and manipulate you less. I could be, I could meet a woman who's very insecure. She could be um, diagnosed with, with a paranoid um, disorder, right? Or she could have borderline personality disorder. Those two groups of people tend to have a lot of low self-esteem and very insecure. I could be dating one of those women on that, that's in that area. And she could be exerting a lot of control when we're even casual, because she has an excessive need to control her anxiety and her insecurities. So you don't have to be in a serious relationship for this to happen. Just want you to know, okay? That's the caveat. Although in general, as you move from casual to serious, regardless of the woman, they all will tend to, for the most part, get more controlling, all right? Two major factors were identified in this kind of destructive um, behavior that leads to more controlling behavior. Interestingly enough, one of them was perspective taking. We know from our last podcast, what we've been doing on perspective taking, that has to do with empathy. I can, I'm speaking to somebody. I can imagine what you're feeling. I can imagine you're hurt. I sense you're stressed out by what's going on. That has all to do with empathy. So the less perspective taking in the relationship, the, the more there is the need for control. It makes sense, right? Because if I'm not doing perspective taking and empathy, my partner doesn't feel heard or accepted. So what are they doing? They're, she's 
doing things to re-exert control, right? So perspective taking was very important. The less perspective taking, the more there is a jacking for power and control. And the second thing had to do with conflict. So the more conflict there is in the relationship, the more both people, by the way, will be trying to exert control because the conflict signifies the disagreements. We're not on the same page. We're not being heard. So the more conflict leads to more controlling behaviors. And then when the controlling behaviors are, in, are inputted, what happens? More conflict. So it's this endless cycle. By the way, there are some people that have this, this mistaken idea that fighting somehow equals you caring and love. Obviously, it does not. It, it induces stress. Um, it induces stress, weakened immune system, weakened endocrinological system. You are more likely to suffer from chronic stress. You're more likely to suffer from weakened immune system, um, cardiovascular system, when you're fighting and arguing a lot. What we wanna do is solve uh, things in healthy ways, perspective taking, for example. Um, empathy, acceptance. Another reason why you want to master these things, these techniques to arrive at an equilibrium, is that if one person in the relationship is feeling less power, it leads that person to have much more um, negative health effects. Damaged immune system, damaged endocrine system, damaged cardiovascular system, all due to stress and anxiety. It's extremely unhealthy when there's a, a, a large power imbalance in the relationship. So for the health of both people in the relationship, we want to fix that. All right. So that's a good, gives us a good background and research on what's going on here, the, the need for power. Um, let's talk about the tricks, the witch's bag of tricks that uh, women bring to the table. A lot of them. A lot of them, they're very subtle, they're nuanced, they're cunning. Um, I admire their creativity a, a great deal. So we're just going to go through them with some, with some examples on some. A lot of these we've talked about, especially on recent podcasts, uh, on types of different dysfunctional behaviors and so forth. Um, but we want to go through them so we have a good understanding of what happens. And what typically happens also is if my what girlfriend feels I am becoming more purpose-driven, more independent. Um, I say I wasn't going to the gym before. Now I'm going to the gym every week, four or five times. I'm, I'm, now I'm going with my friends once every other, you know, bi-weekly. We hang out with a group, male tribe activities. Wasn't doing that before. As I'm doing these things, what will happen? she will become more insecure. She'll be threatened by those activities. Why is he going to the gym? Why does he want to look good for other women? He could meet other women when he's out. And so a lot of times what will happen is your wife or your girlfriend will fight it. Um, she might criticize you. Why do you have to go out with, with your friends all of a sudden? Why do you have to go to the gym all the time now? Why, are you, are you try, who are you trying to get, get looking good for? Things like that. So criticism is one way they will try to attack you. Let's go through um, a list of things. So criticism, we just talked about how that works. Um, they, they openly criticize you. Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to go with your friends? Why can't you stay home? Now you might have been staying home all the time before, right? 
And now you've realized that's not a good idea. You've got to spread your wings, get up. By the way, you, you both, you and your partner should be doing these things. My girlfriend should be out going out with her friends. Not every night. You know, going out once in a while, a healthy number of times that we're both comfortable with and makes sense from a healthy perspective. And if she's not, you should encourage her. All right, so the criticism is one. Aggression is another. They can become aggressive in, in how they talk. They can disrespect you to put, try to put you back in your place. Um, by the way, one, one thing that's interesting, women, some women will disrespect their partner purposely um, to control them. Or also to keep them from becoming more vulnerable to their partner, right? It's an interesting thing. So aggression can be used, uh, criticism, um, kind of disrespectful behavior. A woman can withhold what can she withhold? Sex, affection, love, communications, shut down. And then what do guys typically do? What's wrong, honey? Nothing's wrong, you know? Because if they, if they can't, if they don't feel that they've been able to express themselves in the past, in the past and you haven't been good at accepting them, what are they going to do? They're not going to communicate openly because they're not feeling heard. So they resort to these kind of techniques. So they can withhold sex, affection, love, Communication. Then what happens a lot of time, the guy gets upset, he gets passive aggressive, and he retaliates on her, right? And then things get worse. We don't want that to happen. They can extort and manipulate. They can say different things. I guess you don't care. You know, if you cared, you wouldn't be going out with your friends. If you cared more about me, you would listen to me. Um, okay, so... We can use, we're going to talk about techniques we can use. They can gaslight you. And they, the gaslighting is accusing you of things they're doing. So that's another technique that especially uh, borderline personality disorders use. The double bind, the non-winnable situation. We talked about that in one of the last podcasts. They won't let you do things. Like, for example, you might be asking them for date night. They refuse and then they come back and say, you're not making me feel romanced. You're not dating me. <laughs> You're like, okay. Well, we talked about how to handle that. They can do things to make you feel guilty. You know, again, park and the manipulation. Um, you don't care. She's texting you. You're not responding as fast as she wants, right? You don't care. If you cared, you would get back to me. If you cared, you would have checked on me. Double bind stuff, gaslighting, guilt. They can also sabotage. And sabotaging can come in a number of ways. They could talk about um, guys that are flirting with them now. That's designed to get you off balance and chase them, make you feel uncomfortable. Um, so sabotage. They could sabotage in any number of ways. They could shut down, become cold, withhold, as we said, um, purposely do things that will piss you off and cause fights. All of these things are designed to knock you off balance and control you. Get you to thinking, what did I do wrong? I'm doing something wrong, I have to change. I said, I better stop going out with the guys. I better stop going to poker night. I better stop working out, because if I don't, um, she's gonna be upset. And so, going back to our podcast on creating the monster, what do you do? You appease, or you, you try to do more things so they be quiet, <laughs> versus uh, attacking the real issues. Remember Tao, doing too much appeasement and then has to do with the obligations and letting them slip off of them. 
you have to be going through this process. All right, so those are all the different techniques and they can come in various forms. We've talked about all these things. Well, you know, just withholding. Uh, used to have sex once or twice a week, now there's been no sex for two weeks and you know she's been complaining about you going out. There's no doubt about it, she's probably withholding sex from you to punish you. Um, let's talk about the conundrum here. So the conundrum is, if you simply appease them to, to have them stop doing these things, it grows the monster, all right? Now you have to take a, an assessment on what you're doing and is it appropriate. If I'm married with two kids and I'm going out with the guys three nights a week, that's gonna be inappropriate on my part. I'm not being sensitive to the situation. I should be home more. Um, and and so it's not fair. It's not fair and it's not balanced based upon the situation, right? If I'm married and two kids and I go out, uh, say we have a, a, a weekly poker game, is that too much? Probably not, depends on what night it is. It should be talked about with your wife. All of these things, you know, have a conversation and encourage your, your wife to do things and get out too, right? Now, if I've allowed myself to be domesticated in the past and controlled, and then I realize it and I say, I got to reclaim my, my uh, purpose and my Zod-like mission some way. Now, not to the degree Zod does. If you're going to reclaim your your purpose and mission from being domesticated, you're going to go through some battles. There's no, this is gonna be a, a Game of Thrones, Dance of the Dragons that's gonna go on for an extended period of time. But you have to do it, because if they domesticate you, your, your attractiveness will be muted. Your sexual virility and desirousness will be muted. Why? The more you are domesticated, I'm not working out, I'm just sitting at home, I'm taking care of the kids, I'm a homebody. All of those things reduce testosterone in the man. So the less testosterone I have, the less drive and virility and energy and edge I have, and our attraction for me decreases. You So you cannot let this happen. We wanna find a healthy balance, just keep that in mind. Things that increase testosterone, competition. Right, sexual thoughts, uh, defending home full advantage, working out, fasting, dry sun, all those kind of things will help to increase your, getting the right amount of sleep. All those types of things will help to increase your testosterone. All right, so how do we handle this onslaught of being controlled? We're gonna talk about three things, right? And three things, there's nothing new here. AEP, perspective taking, which is key. Free and loving due north behavior and force powers, which is key. We'll talk about that. And then three is conflict reduction techniques. We have a podcast on how, how to negotiate re conflict reduction and get to yes. We'll go through examples. So number one, AEP is accept empathy uh, pivot. And accept empathy pivot and proactive work, AEP squared. We just talked about that in the Creating the Monster podcast. This is critical and how you do it because we have to show empathy and perspective taking. We want our partners to feel heard. The more they're heard, the less they're gonna be trying to control us. So the more we allow them to express themselves in whatever way, shape or form, anger, whatever it is, the more you accept it, 
the less they will try to control you. Isn't that beautiful? That's what we want. So, you know, my wife is, is, why do you have to work out all the time? Well, I appreciate you bringing this to my attention. I don't want you to feel like I'm ignoring you. And, and if, if you're, I can see that it's bothering you and it might be that you're feeling I'm ignoring you in some way because I've started to work out. I don't want that. So let's work through and talk about how we can make sure we're spending time together and doing date night and all these things. See how I can pivot and proactively address it using AEP? Now, it depends on the, what she says. And again, we don't want to overuse the formal APP, AEP because the woman will pick up on it. Why are you saying this all the time? It's awkward. It's weird. Uh, sometimes it's, it's less formal. I pay, hey, you know what? Thanks for sharing. I, and I'm, I can see you're upset. And then I pivot to a solution, right? So AEP perspective taking needs to be practiced. The more that your partner can express herself, um, the more that she can feel heard, the less she'll try to control you. That's a beautiful thing. And the less conflict you'll have. Second, free and loving behavior. Unaffected due north. Why? My partner is acting up, trying to control me. She sees that no matter... How vicious her storm is, I am what? Free and loving. Which means I don't retaliate, I don't attack her, I accept her, I allow her to be seen, acknowledged, heard, supported, respected. So what, what does she find out? She finds out that she can do all these nasty things and those witches brew aggression, withholding, uh, manipulation, gaslighting, double buying, guilty, and you know what? I do not retaliate. A key part of trust is, is the, 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 your partner, your woman, feels that you have her best interests at heart. If you're retaliating against her, will she believe you have her best interests at heart? No, she will not. So do not retaliate. Do not do the things that they're doing to you back to them. All right? What do we do? We use the methods. You know, AEP, acceptance, empathy, cooperation, exceeding their expectations. Now, obviously, if my partner wants to express herself by holding a gun to my head, uh, that's different, obviously, right? So judgment and context come into play here. We're talking about the typical things that happen in a relationship, okay? If I'm free and loving, I'm due north, I use all the force powers, I've ceased, right? Acceptance, uh, body language, eye contact. Uh, cooperation, empathy, expectations, fairness, scarcity, social proof, and touch. I use all those, you know, my force powers to draw her so she feels safe in my presence. That's, that's the whole idea. So she's attacking, she's trying to control, I absorb, I don't retaliate. She sees, because I'm due north, free and loving, that I still have her best interests at heart. I still take care of her, I'm not moody. Due north means consistent progress, due north, free and loving. That's what my compass is set up. I don't go from moody and withdraw because she's doing this stuff. By the way, when men withdraw and become moody from women, it increases their anxiety and stress a great deal. It results in weakened immune system, weakened endocrinology, endocrine system, weakened cardiovascular system, they're more likely to suffer physical or mental health um, when a man shuts down. It's really important for a woman to be seen and heard. So when a man shuts down and is moody, major danger. Do not do that. 
All right, so free and loving behavior. Number three, we want to use conflict reduction techniques. And we talked about how to do that. It's look, get into the underlying um, issues or concerns. So my wife says, I don't want you watching football with the guys on Sunday anymore. All right. And I say, I appreciate you sharing this with me. I can see you're really upset. I haven't been considerate of you in doing that. I own that. I'm accountable for that. That needs to be rectified. And also, I, 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 what I want to, you know, it's an issue because why? You know, we want, maybe you want us to spend more time together on Sundays. Maybe there's things you want to do and get out uh, with your friends and you can't because I haven't been considerate of you. And I want us to talk about these things and plan them out so that we're on the same page. So we both feel respected, heard, cared for, and loved. So the techniques I'm using there, right? I use the AEP in combination with getting to the underlying issues to solve them. Now, she might be so mad at me, she doesn't listen and walks away. So I got to do some proactive work. All right. Again, all of these techniques in, in the, the witch's bag of tricks, criticism, aggression, withholding sex, affection, love, uh, communication, extorting and manipulation, gaslighting, double binds, guilt, sabotage, there's more. This is just a good, good selection. We have to keep moving in terms of our purpose and mission. It never stops. The moment you allow yourself to become domesticated is the moment your woman starts to lose attraction to you and her love for you because women are attracted to high-status, mission-seeking men, right? Instinctually. If you just become domesticated and you're just the hockey dad or the soccer dad, you come home, watch, have dinner, watch TV, put the kids to bed and play, take them to soccer or hockey once, twice a week. That is the recipe for being domesticated. And we don't want to do that. We want to have a healthy balance. You have to have a healthy balance of things you do as far as going out of the house, especially if you have kids. So you got to make sure whatever your balance is, Whatever you're doing is balanced with your duties, house chores, work, yard work, kids, spending time, you know, you're dating your wife, all those types of things, right? So you gotta, you gotta manage and spend your time and, and have judgment about what you're doing. But do not fall into the trap of being domesticated. It is a trap that will end in her resenting you for it, even though she's trying to do it, which is the real interesting thing. All right, so there you have it. Domesticating Zod. Do not let her domesticate you. She's going to try. It's going to be battles. Dance of the Dragons. Game of Thrones. It's a mini battle between you. If you're skilled in these techniques, perspective taking, AEP, empathy, free and loving behavior, due north. You're consistent in your moods and your loving behavior. Using the force powers and use these conflict reduction techniques so there's less conflict. Guess what? you will experience a more blissful relationship where she is not trying to control you overtly because she feels safe, loved, and heard. It's a longer route to success, but it's more consistent and stable, and you have a foundation for a beautiful, loving, intimate union of two people. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast.